So, I read The Circle, the novel by David Eggers, and it got adapted into a movie, and I have now since watched that movie, and the adaptation stars Emma Watson and Tom Hanks, so if nothing else, even if it's a really shit adaptation, at least the acting will be good, but I've seen the trailer, and the trailer looks really good and looks very, like, consistent and strict with how the book was, so based on the trailer, I was really super excited and super hopeful for it being a very good adaptation, and I'm very excited to compare the two of them. Books, TV, music, and movies. All things that make a big impact on everyone. I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who will listen, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I'm Maya Ghosh, and this is my take. going to jump right in and talk about the plot and then we'll do like a major differences section at the end and I would just like to apologize if there's any random background noise in this episode I like only had free time right now to record and this also just so happens to be the time that my family wants to use the washer and dryer which is in the garage where I'm recording so if you can hear that I apologize it is what it is moving on talking about the plot We start with May kayaking, and so that's different because we don't see May kayaking in the book for a little while, and she is at her shitty job and driving a beaten down car that breaks down, so she has to call Mercer, and it's like kind of awkward, and then she's at dinner with her parents who are pushing Mercer on her, which I took to mean that they're not exes and that they just have never dated, so it adds like a weird dynamic because with Mercer in the book they were exes so at one point they were super close and so it's easier to kind of write off his opinion whereas in this they are friends and you know it's kind of like weird between them and so it's just like it adds a different dynamic and I don't understand why they kind of just kept him as her ex but you know and then we see Annie getting her an interview at the circle so we're starting a little bit further behind plot wise than the book because in the book we start with her getting the job at the circle whereas in this we're starting with her getting the interview and we see her do the interview and the interview is like a lot like I already didn't like the work environment in the circle just with how the interview was going even though like I'm a little bit biased because I know how the book goes and I know how it ends or at least I hope I know how it ends right I was a little scared that to make it more of like a cautionary tale or a happy ending they would change the ending but that is for later but I already didn't like the work environment just based on the interview and then she gets the job obviously and Annie gives her the tour of the campus and we see how campus in the circles presented this this utopia which is consistent with the book and the pictures that pop up when May walks into the elevator are pictures of her and Annie from college, not her high school yearbook picture, which makes a lot more sense because these would be pictures that Annie would be able to give to the circle or the circle could pull from Annie's profile that would then pop up when they recognize May for her first day, not her high school yearbook picture, but her high school yearbook picture made a bigger impact because it showed the reach of the circle in 
a very early stage in the book. Like, look, we can get your high school yearbook picture, right? Like, we can do anything with a circle. So I was happy because it made more sense, but I was also like, this is pulling away from, like, the gravity of the situation, right? And then we see Jared give May all of her training for customer experience, and I was still as stressed out about the rating thing as I was with the book because having to get above a 95 is so super stressful and as a student in the Bay Area where it's like the biggest competition ever and it's like anything below an A is like failing you know A stands for average not whatever like it just it was too much stress and like I had that same amount of stress watching it play out on the movie and then we kind of have a montage of May like doing customer experience stuff and like her ratings dropping and growing and then we get to my least favorite part of this book. Not my least favorite part. I have a lot of least favorite parts of this book that ended up in the movie. One of them is Dream Fridays, especially the initial Dream Friday, which is Bailey's presentation of the camera thing, the sea change cameras. And I did appreciate that some of the dialogue comes straight from the book, right? Like, it comes straight from the book, which I appreciate, and it's, like, showing that they really did take into consideration the book if you're pulling the straight dialogue, but I still hate the Dream Friday presentation as much as I hated it in the book because it's stupid and the human rights abuses are not the same because we have body cameras on police officers and we have videos of police officers shooting and killing or kneeling on for nine minutes and killing black men and women and nothing is happening to them, so his argument is shot in the foot and I still hate it just as much, but, like, they adapted it really well, and this is super, super nitpicky, and I hate, like, that I am this person, but I'm doing this. Bailey calls the highway the 101, and it is not. Unless you're in SoCal, it is not the 101. It's just 101, and this book is not set in SoCal. It is set in the Silicon Valley, which is my area, right? Like, I literally live in the Silicon Valley, I have for my entire 18 years of existence. Nobody says the 101. We all say 101, 85, 87, 280, 237. There's no the. There's no the. And I was like, y'all, y'all did so good. And then you didn't because you had to throw that in there. And it's like, it's just a NorCal, SoCal thing. Like literally nobody who's not from California would get this, but I had to say it because I am from California and saying the 101 or the anything for the highway like irks the shit out of me. Anyways, moving on. We also learn in this presentation that sharing is caring is already kind of a slogan, which I don't like because in the book, I really liked how they did it. Okay, I didn't like it because I was pissed at the progression of the book and like opposed to May getting deeper and deeper in with the circle but it was nice to see kind of how May helps like create the cult that she's going into because in the book she has her Dream Friday presentation and one of her three slogans is sharing is caring the other two are like secrets are lies and privacy is theft or I think but this we already have sharing is caring as a slogan which I don't like because May's just kind of jumping headfirst into something that you can already tell is kind of cult-like and like it also takes like the impact away because she only has two slogans and I felt like the three was very reminiscent of Big Brother with like war is peace. Oh god, Miss Scudero would be so mad at me right now because I can't remember the three slogans. I'm sorry, Miss Scudero. War is peace. War is peace. 
that's the only one I got. Freedom of Slavery? Is that one? Maybe. Anyways, in Big Brother, there's three slogans, and that moment of May revealing her three slogans reminded me so much of Big Brother. I keep saying Big Brother. It's 1984 is the book I'm talking about. I'm sorry. I swear I know my English books sometimes. Anyways, it felt very reminiscent of 1984, so the fact that she already came into this world where sharing is caring was a slogan kind of took away from that fact a little bit for me, which I didn't like as much. And then May catches one of the cameras because Bailey's just like throwing them out into the crowd and that doesn't happen in the book but that's like a small detail and that doesn't really matter and the circles we see it all message is still as creepy as it is in the book and I still hate it as much as I do in the book and then we go to the solstice party where Annie shows May the secret library so it doesn't happen in her tour of the circle it's like a little later after and there's no secret passage which I was kind of sad about because like I liked the secret passage aspect and then May approaches at the solstice party and is kind of flirting with Calden who doesn't actually give her a name and eventually when he does give her a name it's Ty so I'm just gonna be calling him Ty but he like has the same interaction with her and that like he pulls the wine from the bush and they actually make a Kool-Aid joke which is very fitting because the circle is a cult and that never happened in the book but I like wish that would have happened in the book. And then instead of May finally meeting her parents for like a family dinner, it's kind of like a family party thing. And her parents are very excited for her because she's very excited about her new job. And they're still pushing Mercer on her. And Mercer is nice. And like, I feel really bad, especially knowing what happens to Mercer. So like, I I hate like seeing that because it's like, he's nice. And I do kind of agree with part of his message that like, I, I, you know, I think the circle is bad. I don't think all social media is bad. I think social media can be harmful. I think social media can be positive. I'm not on one camp or the other. I think there's benefits and drawbacks to both sides. But I think the way the circle uses social media is harmful. And I agree with Mercer on that. So I kind of feel bad that May just keeps like rejecting him. But like they would never work as a couple anyways. It's not like I'm rooting for them. I'm like rooting for Mercer to like be able to be loved and, and accepted in the world. And then at this party... Her dad does have an episode and he does push her away from helping, but it feels less intense and it probably feels less intense because we don't have May's inner commentary, right? We don't see inside May's head where she's like thinking about all this stuff. So it feels less intense that her dad is like just pushing her away, but just like remembering how intense that was, especially because we see May like feeling so useless and everything. So it was like definitely less intense and... It does, though, end up with May on the water in a kayak breaking down, which is what happens in the book. And cameras are now popping up in the circle, and that one senator is coming out against the circle. And then May goes to the meeting with the two people who are helping her set up her company social account. And I hate this meeting just as much as I hate it in the book because it's as awkward and weird. And I still can't believe that they expect her to do socials as like part of the company and they're mad that she left campus the whole weekend and she was like oh well was there work and they're like no but there were all these events and you didn't go to any of them I'm like bro work-life balance like you need separation like you should not be living at the circle like that is weird and wrong and they should not expect you to be like you should not be a leper in the circle community because you went home for the weekend and They are also, you know, weird and confused about how she doesn't just come out and say, like, oh, my dad had this episode and, like, be super vulnerable on the internet, which, like, nobody wants to do. And they make the same damn claim that May has low self-esteem, and that is why she's not posting her every word 
online for everybody to see, and that is not the fucking case. Like, no. She's doing more good for the internet by not posting every damn thought and feeling she has on the internet than she would be if she was. And she's doing more good for her self-esteem, too, because it is not healthy to get all of your validation and to always go to social media. You need to be able to, like, stand on your own as a person and have actual personal support groups. And it's just, like, I just, I hate this meeting so much. I hated it in the book. And I hate it in the movie. I mean, they did a very good job because I hate it just as much as I hated it in the book. But that doesn't mean they don't hate it. And then we have a montage of May doing customer experience and stuff. And she gets better at customer experience. She has a higher party rank. And then she is talking to her mom. And she's been living in the dorms for a whole month. Which this is sped up because in the book, she doesn't live at the dorms until... Like, we find out she's been living at the dorms after she goes transparent. So she's already living at the dorms and she doesn't go home for her dad's fall she finds out from her mom that her dad had a fall which in the book it was a stroke and again this was an integral part of the fact that a she gets so mad at like mercer and her parents which drives her further into the circle cult and b like again we see it through may's eyes and we see her in her commentary because in the book her dad has a stroke she rushes home from work to get there and Mercer's already there and Mercer's already taking care of it, right? So it's like her ex-boyfriend, which Mercer is not her ex in this, is being there for her parents more than she can be. Her parents don't necessarily want all of her help. They called her back by the time she got there. She felt useless because everything was already under control. And the world just seems so much better for her after this experience in the circle because everything's taken care of, right? So it's like this was downplayed where I was like, this was a moment that pushed May further on the side of like agreeing with the circle so the fact that it was less dramatic like moved the needle less for me towards like May being in the circle which I didn't like right like I didn't feel as impactful as it did in the book which is dumb and I didn't like that but she still does put the antler thing Mercer's antler chandelier on her social medias without asking them And then she goes to the circle doctor and Davy's mom from Never Have I Ever, that actress, is the doctor at the circle, which again, you know, another brown woman playing her doctor, eh, but I recognized her, which was fun. And then May still has to drink the chip without knowing it and she gets her bracelet and I hate this chip and I hate this bracelet. I hate a bunch of the technology that's going on in the circle. As we know, I'm not a circle fan, like if you listen to the first 15 minutes of this episode I would hope you've picked up on it and also if you've listened to my episode on the book like we all know where I stand in the circle and is not on like the pro circle side and then Annie does get her parents get May's parents on the circle healthcare, which is literally like the only good part of the story the only good part of the story is that this big time company is not super stingy and does allow like parents and family members to be on this healthcare plan and like provide better health care the only good part of the story And then we have the presentation with Stenton and we learn that the senator that was investigating them was found out to be a criminal. Of course, they were set up. And it is this presentation where we have the different senator who's becoming transparent, except from what I heard and saw in the movie, it's that she's releasing all of her 
emails and meetings and things that would be relevant to her constituents which makes a lot more sense and it's not her putting on a camera though it could have been her putting on a camera but like from what I heard it was just like her releasing information and then there is no Francis and having no Francis might be the best decision the adaptation made but it doesn't provide contrast for Ty, and the contrast between Francis and Ty was kind of necessary. And even though there is no Francis, May does have a conversation with a woman who is working on Child Track, and May is rightfully shocked with the insert the chip in the bone comment. But again, Child Track becomes less significant because Francis is not in it, and there is no contrast, and we're not like super close with Francis. So Child Track is there to be there, but it's kind of like a one-off thing, and if you haven't read the book, you wouldn't like realize that they're trying to put it in you know what I mean you just be like oh whatever that's that thing and then May and Ty talk and she thinks that the senator going transparent is a little bit much and Ty does take her to see the big red data boxes downstairs and it's much less cave-like like in the movie it's an abandoned subway tunnel where the rest of the big data boxes will go in the book I read it as like a legitimate just like kind of underground cave so it's different in that way and also like they don't have sex like that was the thing is there was no like relationship action between may and ty it was just kind of friendship and while they're down there he just comes out and admits that he's ty there's no fake name or anything he admits he's ty and he starts warning her about how far their circle will progress now and he admits that he's not proud of what the circle is and he claims it wasn't what he meant to create and he tells her that the senator being investigated was a setup so all of this stuff with ty is moving a lot faster and there's more suspicion being given to may right away which i don't like because i thought they were setting it up for her very easily being able to side with ty in the end and completely change the ending and make it like a happily ever after thing where she stands up to the circle and takes it down and like we are all right in the world which like on a like on one level I would have liked obviously because I hate the circle and I wanted the circle to burn and howl but on another level like I wouldn't have liked because I felt like it wouldn't have driven home the point right like the thing that makes 1984 so impactful is Winston doesn't get out right sorry 1984 if you haven't read it but he doesn't get out right like he loves big brother at the end that is what makes it super impactful. It would be less impactful if he would have been able to stand up, right? And you didn't see that, like, Big Brother literally knows everything. Same thing with the circle. It would have been less impactful had May listened to Ty at the end of the book and taken down the circle. So would I have liked to, it to have happened? Yes. Would have it made the book less impactful and less good? Yes. Right? So I didn't like knowing how it ended, how they might be looking to change the ending from this. And I didn't like how fast this was progressing, because again it felt like they were giving may a way out where i was like no you have to literally throw her so far in the circle that the readers can't have any hope that was part of the reader reading experience was having literally no hope because may was so far in and you had to read her thoughts and you're like oh my god this is never gonna work right and then mercer ends up coming to the circle which never happens in the book and he comes because he is mad about the antler chandeliers thing and he's gotten death threats over it and may thinks that she can fix it which is obviously not the way to go she thinks she can fix it by like posting some stuff on social media and their whole interaction gets filmed by a bunch of people because it's just like okay to film a bunch of people and it reminded me of like fights in middle and high school because in middle and high school you could always tell when a fight was going on because 
there was like a circle of people and everybody in the circle had their phones out and there was just two people in the middle and even if they you couldn't see them like actually throwing punches like you could tell it was a fight because duh right like that's just what fights look like so it reminded me of that because literally it's just kind of like a circle of people and may and mercer were in the middle and everybody had their phone up and they were yelling shit at mercer and it was just terrible and horrible and he is totally right about how may is completely filtered through the circle now and i love that he walks away and it's like standing up for himself and then the thing that i don't like is well okay may purposely drives to the kayak place right it's not just may coming home from her parents she drives by and then like when she gets there it's clearly closed and there's no kayak sitting out she legitimately does just break in right it's not like she passes it by she sees the kayak she's like oh i could take the kayak i could be fine it could be a little trip nobody would know it's gone right and so there's pros and cons the cons being i think that it makes it I want to say it makes it less impactful because it was really a mistake that May made. I mean, obviously, it was a choice. May is an adult. She knows. But it was one bad decision that then spiraled out of control with how far in she got with the circle, right? Whereas with this, it was like a definite choice. Like, she knew when she was driving there was going to be closed. She sees it's closed and she breaks in anyways. So, I don't know. It's it's a toss-up, but it's definitely different. And I do appreciate the movie because it highlights the danger of May kayaking alone at night without a life vest because she capsizes and has to get rescued by a helicopter, which in the book she just goes unscathed. And that's a bad message for children because do not kayak alone at night without a life vest, especially when nobody knows what the hell you're doing, right? Like, that is a recipe to end up in a body floating down a river. Don't do it. And the only reason she gets rescued is because there are sea chains cameras up and they saw her and they called the cops so she's able to get rescued and then she has her meeting with Stenton and Bailey and we see Bailey's pitch about how humans can be perfected if there's no secrets which I hate just as much as I hate in the book like it's so stupid and then we have May's interview Dream Friday and her whole speech about being better when she's watched and we get secrets are lies as a slogan and we can see Annie withering away in the audience, which I appreciate that Annie still does wither away. And so, like, we see Annie in the audience, and it's, like, this good contrast between, like, May was really down on her luck, depleted, like, hated her life in the beginning, and Annie was, like, on top of the world, flying around the world, doing all these things for the circle, and now it's slowly starting to change, and we see that. And May calls herself selfish because she's depriving others of seeing what she sees, and that's stealing. And it's just, like... It's not. The issue is it's hard with the circle to argue against their core principles because yes, knowledge is a basic human right and it should be accessible to everybody. There should be more done to increase worldwide knowledge and increase worldwide access to education, right? But the way the circle is going about it is not right, but it's hard because I can see where it'd be difficult to get into the argument of like, they can very easily just create a slippery slope to be like, oh, well, you don't want us to do this. Well, then you're wanting to not have everybody be educated it's like no i want broader access to better education i just don't think you're going about it the right way and so it's like difficult and then we see may on stage telling us that she's going to be transparent which like i still didn't like but you know it had to happen and then we skip three weeks and may has a bunch of viewers 
And her parents now have medical bans too, which never happens in the book. Which I was very surprised that her parents agreed to have medical bans because the way that they've presented, especially in the book and in the movie too, were like not very down with all this new technology. So the fact that they have medical bans was weird, especially because they have to drink a chip to get them. So I was like, that does not line up with their characters. And then the scene with her mom getting her dad off, like, okay, it doesn't happen because she goes home to investigate them covering their cameras. She just checks in on their cameras and sees it, which, like, A, is a lot less traumatic for her because she just sees it on a screen. It's not like she actually walks in on it. And also, like, her parents don't, like, freak out in the moment. It just kind of happens, and they don't know because they don't know that May is watching on the cameras. So it's just, it's, it's, it's weird. And I just, I, I don't see why they couldn't have just had her go home again right like may didn't go home enough right that's the other thing is the more may goes home throughout the book the more she realizes she can't deal with the chaos of the world outside the circle and that does not happen enough in the movie and then it's weird because she just walks around and talks to everyone like she's always with a person and then her parents finally shut their cameras off after the incident not before the incident And then May follows Annie, who's clearly, like, not with it. And we have the first bathroom conversation. And it starts, like, very stilted between May and Annie because, obviously, Annie is struggling. And then it gets kind of productive, but then ends up just being super unproductive because May is coming to the concept meeting and Annie's, like, freaking out about it because she's only been working there for so long. And she's like, why are you coming to this concept meeting? It shouldn't be filmed. Like, and Annie has a lot of points, but it just ends up being really unproductive because of that. And there's also no mention of the history thing in Annie's family. It's just that Annie is really stressed with work. So I don't really like that as much because it's like, again, we don't see the reach of the circle. Like we don't really explore child track and how that adds on to like the grade system and everything that they have. We don't see the history system and how that takes a big toll on Annie because of her ancestors being slave owners. So it's just like, We see the power of the circle, but we see the power of the circle a little less. And then we get into the meeting, and May doesn't have the idea to have auto voter registration on True You. That's Bailey's idea, which again is annoying because I thought it was set up for a different end. But then May does actually want to take it one step further with requiring all voting age people to have a circle account, which is... I thought initially I was like, okay, this is different because you wanted to make the circle the platform to vote. And then she was like, oh no, everybody needs to be on the circle and we all need to vote. And I was literally Annie in this meeting, like freaking out because I was like, no, like obviously we know. I was like, I, I've discussed my views on all of the like technology in the circle a lot more in my episode on the book because that was the first time I was like seeing it and I had like better arguments and better thought and this time going in I already kind of knew how I felt about it but Annie's basically arguing against May's idea and I was very much siding with Annie but the drama of having Annie and May standing on opposite sides of the table and Annie's like complete opposite from where we saw her in the beginning and she's in sweatpants and a messy bun and she's really like pale and like just the cinematography in that I thought was really cool like I really liked how that was presented and then I obviously hate the meeting and how they're like having ensuing meetings about making sure everyone will vote and it'll be so super amazing and then May FaceTimes her parents about them needing privacy, and they're obviously so right. Like, they need their privacy, and it's not fair. And then 
May gives her Dream Friday speech for Soul Search with the finding of the criminal. And it works exactly like May wants and they get the criminal. And then it's the audience that has May turn it on Mercer. And she's kind of against it at first, which is not how the book goes. In the book, she's so far in. She's, like, you see it in her head in the book that she's so messed up that she's happy to turn it on Mercer. And she thinks Mercer will be okay if she just lets him know that it's her and stuff. And... Eventually, she does turn it on Mercer. She is not the one that unleashes the drone. Somebody else's, which, again, is, like, a little less dramatic that it's not May being like, oh, can we get a drone on him, right? Like, and then Mercer drives off the cliff, but it looks more like an accident because a drone flies in front of his car and then he swerves, whereas in the book, he just completely swerves off the cliff, like, committing suicide and... So, I was, like, a little annoyed that they're trying to make this look like an accident. Like, it can be interpreted as an accident. Whereas, in the book, they had to do a lot more victim blaming. Because he just drives off the damn cliff. And they were, like, had to actually work a lot harder to make him seem, like, deranged. Whereas, in the movie, May goes home, first of all, which doesn't happen. And, like I said in the book, she's victim blames and she doesn't really grieve. Whereas in the movie, she's going home and she's taking time off from transparency, which she never does. And while she's at home, we learn that Annie went home to Scotland because she almost died ODing on speed because she was using it to keep up with all the circle stuff. And Annie is actually, like, doing better and being better in Scotland, which I love for Annie. And then May now blames herself thinking that technology and having kept better in touch with Mercer would have helped the situation not hurt it when technology was really the problem that was my Mercer committed suicide in the book because he couldn't stand to see the way the world was going and then Stenton and Bailey basically offer May the same work environment that Ty has where she's just allowed to do whatever the hell she wants which doesn't happen in the book but like I can see it basically being her de facto job in the book so I'm not that mad at it and then she turns her camera back on And there's the Dream Friday about having vehicles being controlled by the circle so they can stop accidents, like the one that happened with Mercer, which is a new Dream Friday, but very on brand for the circle. So, you know, I hated it and it was stupid. And May is very, like, pro-circle and making sure that we never lose track of people. And she invites Bailey and Stenton to become transparent on one of the presentations or on her camera or something which never happens in the book obviously because they do so much secret backroom dealing that like they can't do that and then at her presentation with Ty's help she makes all 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 of Bailey and Stenton's emails public so everyone has them and it's their public emails, their circle emails, their private emails, their private private emails, their super secret emails literally nobody knows about besides the two of them. So they're fucked. You see that. You see Bailey say, oh god, we're fucked, or some variation of that. And May basically is pushing radical openness, and she has staged a coup. So she's exposing Stenton and Bailey to then take over the circle, which... which god damn like i i oh my god okay so the book ends the movie ends with may kayaking and she's transparent and we zoom out so it's like we see a bunch of different other people being filmed everywhere else in the world so basically the implication is like the entire world is transparent right and so 
the major differences between the book and the movie, her relationship with Ty is a lot less important and there's no Francis, which is both amazingly good and also sad because there is no obvious bad thing that she's okay with. That's the thing is Ty, she has a connection. She has a ton of passion. You know, their relationship is a lot better, but he's trying to steer her away from the circle. So May settles for Francis, who's terribly like there's no passion there their relationship sucks on every level he's a terrible boyfriend with terrible fantasies and he makes her rate him in bed and it's so stupid and so there's no obvious bad thing that we see may accepting because she wants to be part of the circle so bad and the mercer thing is weird because she's a legitimate human reaction to his death whereas in the book she just keeps going and blames him for his death and is like oh well he was deranged in the head and everything right and then the ending the ending it it keeps on brand with the book i think in the fact that may gets really into the circle and she wants to get and get and get more power right in the fact that she stages a coup but even though the coup is like more of a powerful statement than her just like being accepted into the fold of the circle as it is I think the movie is less intense, which is weird because usually movies are more intense, but we don't have May's internal dialogue, and May's internal dialogue really is what hits home how, like, fucked everything is, and how they are boiling the frog with May and with everybody in the circle, and how successfully they boiled the frog for so many years that the circle has been in existence, right? And, like, I thought they were setting it up so that May and Ty would run off together and destroy the circle they set it up for something good but also like in the end of the book you see them like planning to devise technology so they can find out what annie is thinking while she is in a coma which is a little scarier than may running the circle right so it's a toss-up and to wrap up this episode the movie was good the trailer made me think the movie was a lot stricter than it actually was and I wish more moments from the book had been in the movie in like May's relationship with her parents and May's relationship with Mercer because then even if you change the ending I understand how May got to that conclusion because she is struggling with the outside world like I didn't feel like May was struggling with the outside world a lot right and I didn't really feel the conflict that you feel in the book so it was really good but it wasn't as good as the book i don't think like i don't think they did the book and how masterfully crafted the book is justice so even though it was like a good movie and had i not read the book i think it would have been definitely interesting i think this is one of the cases where you reading the book really does give you like another level of understanding as to what is going on and how everything is working so yeah i have been maya gosh and this has been my take on the movie the circle thanks for listening so we're kind of a one-woman show here at my take so the credits are not going to be very long this podcast is produced and edited um by me i do all of my own social media the only person i really have to thank is one of my great friends paris who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now so thank you paris and thank you all for listening you can reach me at underscore my take on twitter and instagram and please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast that helps a ton so yeah thanks for listening